Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 16th of August. In breaking news from overseas this morning and thousands are fleeing Afghanistan after the Taliban seized the presidential palace just moments ago in Kabul. This is the scene at the airport as gunshots were heard and people started running for their lives. Insurgents have had a week-long advance across the country, seizing the capital overnight, with the president reportedly fleeing, his whereabouts at the moment unknown. In other news this morning, a teenager from Sydney Southwest has died after testing positive to COVID-19. The 15-year-old boy was also suffering meningitis and was fighting for life in intensive care. It comes as the COVID crisis continues to worsen across New South Wales, with a record 466 cases declared on Saturday and another 415 new cases yesterday. Here is Chief Health Officer of New South Wales, Kerry Chant. I can't stress enough the seriousness of the current situation and my grave concerns that these case numbers will continue to escalate. I personally do not want to see escalating numbers of deaths in hospitalisation and it does require all of us to act and adhere urgently and not have any degree of complacency. The New South Wales government announced an entire lockdown for the state of New South Wales over the weekend, with tougher restrictions for Greater Sydney, including reducing the travel limit and harsher penalties for those breaking the rules. Meantime, in regional New South Wales, COVID cases are continuing to increase. Mudgee High School is the latest of a number of schools across the central west of the state to shut down after being exposed to COVID-19. And in the far west, Broken Hill has been put on alert after virus fragments were detected in the wastewater. And we'll have more details from our reporter on the ground in the central west shortly. Also making news this morning, the Prime Minister has announced extra Pfizer doses are on the way to New South Wales. The extra supplies have been secured from Poland, with half a million heading to the 12 COVID hotspot LGAs in Sydney. Epidemiologist Professor Mary Louise McClaws has told the project it will be a great addition. The 20 to 39-year-olds have always been epidemiologically one of the most important age groups for acquiring and spreading this disease. To Victoria, where there are new concerns, the state's lockdown will be extended with the Premier issuing a stern warning for anyone breaking the rules. There were 25 new infections recorded across Victoria yesterday. Four of those remain a mystery and there were 1,300 calls to police to alert authorities to COVID breaches. Premier Daniel Andrews has taken aim at those breaking the rules, including a takeaway pub crawl organised on social media. A pub crawl, an impromptu or pre-planned, but a pub crawl, and that's what it was in Richmond last night, is not worth it. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to Victoria and there are fears of a major COVID outbreak in the southeast of Melbourne after an illegal engagement party. Video has emerged of the gathering showing dozens of family and friends indoors without masks. It's understood a number of the guests have now tested positive to COVID. As our reporter James Lake says from Melbourne, it's not just engagement parties that have authorities concerned. 
Unfortunately, it's sleepovers, Tash, and not the adult kind, but the kiddie kind. Our COVID testing commander, Jerome Weimar, has come out to crack down on parents still letting children mix between families for sleepovers and other gatherings because it's occasions like that which have recently seen the virus jump between households, even during lockdown. We're seeing children gathering, we're seeing schoolwork clubs, we're seeing sleepovers. If those things are happening to your children, if your children have been contacting each other or have been with other kids over the, over the recent days, you must go and get them tested today. We have seen positive cases coming out of this outbreak from that kind of contact. To New South Wales now and where the escalating COVID crisis in the west of the state has seen hundreds of thousands of residents plunged into lockdown. 63 people are now infected and most are Indigenous or children. As Romy Stevens reports, the town of Dubbo has been left reeling. It's certainly the epicentre, Tash, with 59 cases reported so far from this outbreak. The list of close contact exposure sites continues to grow, while another school has been closed for deep cleaning today after a student tested positive. Health officials are deeply worried about how many young people have been infected, while they've also revealed a child is now in hospital. And there are concerns in parks and Broken Hill where COVID's been detected in the sewage network. Now, the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Peter, good morning. With talk, of course, of the ongoing lockdowns continuing, bosses want mandatory jabs now for employees. Exactly. Jabs for jobs is the prevailing argument from the country's top employers, but now they're also saying they have a duty of care to insist upon it. The CEO of Flight Centre, Graham Turner, compares mandatory vaccinations for employers to compulsory seatbelt laws, while the ex-ASX boss, Elma Funk, points to France where vaccinations are now compulsory. And the stock market is tipped to be a little negative this week, uh, Peter, as the fallout continues both here and overseas from the ongoing COVID crisis. Yeah, that's right. They're really getting great company profit results in the US too, as well as taking their stock market to record highs just like us. But rising Delta strain cases in low vaccinated US states took consumer sentiment to a low not seen since 2011 after the GFC. Our consumer confidence also fell last week. While better vaccinations rates will help confidence rebound, the stock market here could soon give in to negativity as lockdowns are extended across the country. And we all need some uh, light at the end of the tunnel, Peter. Once the lockdowns end, is the economy set to bounce back and bounce back pretty quickly? Without a doubt, and that's the problem. The quicker we get out of this lockdown, the quicker the rebound will happen. But at this point in time, confidence will be subdued because of it. And in other news this morning, BHP is in talks with Woodside to get out of its oil and gas assets for a cool $20 billion. Yeah, both companies report this week and the negotiations are well down the track and they would cement Woodside as the country's biggest oil and gas business at a time when its rivals Santos and Oil Search are in merger talks. The sale would not only make BHP more dependent on its iron ore business, it would become more attractive to fund managers who won't invest in fossil fuel companies for ethical investor reasons. Peter, thanks so much. Great pleasure. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett the race for the top eight will come down to the final round of the season. Yes, good morning, Tash. Absolutely, 23 rounds, and we've still got a couple of positions up for grabs, although the Bombers are in the box seat to claim a spot in the finals. They thrashed Gold Coast yesterday by 68 points. Their coach, Ben Rutten, believes their best footy will be competitive in September. 
Yeah, look, I think so. I think the back half of this year or the last sort of half a dozen weeks has been really important for us. We've started to get a little bit more stability with our personnel and playing a more consistent brand of footy. So if they beat the Magpies this weekend, they secure their place in September. Similar story for the Giants. They'll sew up seventh spot if they beat Carlton. And now the Blues could be playing with plenty of emotion. Some reports this morning that Eddie Betts will announce his retirement. It would be his 350th game and last. He's been a very popular player. Now, if the Bombers and Giants lose, it opens the door for the Dockers. They gave themselves a slim chance yesterday. Dented the Eagles' hopes in the process with a 15-point win, their first Western Derby win in six years. At the top end of the table, Geelong and Melbourne will face off for the minor premiership that is first spot in the AFL. Uh, the Cats will have Tom Hawkins available. He's been cleared of a dangerous tackle. The Demons haven't claimed a minor premiership for 57 years. Coach Simon Goodwin says the challenge only gets tougher from here. We've got to keep getting better, keep improving a lot of areas of our game and make sure that our game will challenge the the best teams in the competition but now players got enormous belief in what we're doing and how we're building and you know we're looking forward to next week's game against the Cats. So lots to play for in the final round Tash. Yeah and Brett there are some concerns for a veteran Sharks prop who spent the night in hospital after a nasty throat injury. How is he? Yeah. Yeah, this was in Redcliffe yesterday. The Sharks going down to the Knights. It was a close game, 16-14. to 14. Andrew Fafita, though, came off with a throat injury, was checked by paramedics at the ground. Then they decided to rush him to a Brisbane hospital where he has spent the night. It's a significant larynx injury. Now, they're still waiting for some testing and scans to come back just to determine exactly what has happened there and what the, the next course of action will be. Some carnage out of the round as well. The Knights won, but they uh, lost uh, Daniel Saifidi uh, to a injury he hobbled off in that game so he could miss uh, a few weeks here's their coach Adam O'Brien potential medial I think he's had the same one previously although the positive he got back up in the line the negative he didn't stay in the line for too long but he's in there getting assessed now so um, we'll see where he's at then the biggest injury out of the weekend is Tommy Turbo hurting his cheekbone Uh, Manly's being a bit coy about the severity of this some suggestions it's just a minor fracture but they also haven't said how long he might be out for with a few rounds to go in the season season. Uh, obviously they need him on the park to finish in the top four and then to do some damage in the finals as well. In the other result yesterday, the Warriors got a big win uh, over the Bulldogs. Big weekend of sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And tributes are pouring in this morning for Ernie Sigley after the much-loved Aussie larrikin and TV host passed away. The Gold Logie winner was best known for hosting the variety show The Ernie Sigley Show as well as hosting Melbourne Today with Denise Drysdale. Welcome to The Ernie Sigley Show. And now here is the star of our show, the one and only Ernie Sigley. Ah, bless you. Thank you. And that's all. Good night. See you next week. Ernie passed away after a long battle with Alzheimer's. He was 82. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.